Welcome, friends, to the We Believe podcast. Today in episode two, Pastor Che and I talk about when you're at somebody's door, how to do an introduction. What are the best ways to introduce yourself and your invitation for them to church? And from there, we'll talk about how to transition into the gospel. Come along with us along this journey. We hope you enjoy. Pastor, this, uh, this topic of introduction, now we're at the position of somebody comes to the door and we have to introduce ourselves, uh, and, and that can be a scary thing sometimes. So maybe talk to me uh, or talk to our listeners a little bit about your experience with that um, and some things that uh, you know, you've learned over the years that have been helpful in introducing yourself and starting off the conversation. Certainly. Uh, yeah. Somebody answering the door, which is what we want. But for maybe somebody who's new going out door to door, sometimes it's the last thing that yeah. you want. I even remember when I was young, when it was my turn to knock, just, oh, Lord, please don't let them answer. Don't let them answer. Because I was so scared. And when you hear that that door, that door uh, handle starting to rattle, your heart starts pumping. But what I learned is you just have to know what you're going to say before they even come to the door. And that is really calling back to last week, different things that you can do as you're walking up, trying to find certain things that you might be able to talk with them about, some things that you might have in common with them, and try to start there. Start it as a friendly conversation, and it makes it a lot easier. So when they come to the door, I have really heard two main ways that in, you can introduce yourself. You should already have your track in hand. And when they come to the door... You can either just right away introduce yourself, make sure you smile, and a lot of times you might think that you're smiling while you're talking, but you're not. So do your best to smile, eyebrows up, look excited to be there, because you should be excited to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And the first thing that you can do is you can introduce yourself and then lead that into showing them the flyer for the church, or what we call the track for the church. Hi, how are you doing? My name is Johnny, this is my friend James. We're out from Heritage Baptist Church, and we wanted to make sure that you got this invitation out to our services. And when you say that, you're holding it out to them, and 99% of the time, they're going to reach out, and they're going to take it. Remember what we talked about, that you only have about 5 to 10 seconds to make a good first impression. Yeah, that's right. So make sure that you're upbeat. Make sure that you're excited. Another way that you can introduce yourself, and I've seen people do this, and it works for them. As soon as somebody comes to the door, they're already holding out the track. Hi, how are you doing? Hope you're having a good morning. I just wanted to make sure you got one of these. And a lot of times people, well, what are they? Well, this is an invite out to Heritage Baptist Church. And we have a group of us going out today in this neighborhood, reaching out to our community, making sure people know about our church. Have you gotten one of these before? And by then they're, they're reaching at it and they're looking at it front and back and inside. So choose whichever one you want whichever works for you. I always introduce myself and then go to the track, but either way, you just have to be excited. You have to be upbeat. Right. Something that I, that I, you know, this came to my mind about the introduction also is, you know, obviously when we're in church and, and how we address each other, right. You know, you call me brother James or, mm -hmm. you know, somebody might say you know, sister so-and-so or, yeah. you know, miss Amy, for instance, if it's, you know, somebody's first name. Uh -huh. um, and, and so, 
maybe just need to be cognizant of that when we're approaching a door that that's got to be pretty foreign to most people. Oh, sure. Um, and so, for instance, if you and I are out there, it's it's James and Johnny, J- right? Or you know, I'm Johnny. This is James. I mean, if they have the track in hand, they'll they'll make the connection. You're the pastor. They they see you know. Except you've probably maybe your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look a little different. I'm but, getting so much trouble about that. Oh man. When are you going to get a new picture? When are you going to get a new picture? It's, a it's new a, picture is coming. I promise. Yeah. We. We promise. <laughs> he, he looks older in it now. He's more refined. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I, I think that th- that's just something to think about. Obviously, um, but, you know, let's use our first names. Uh, let's let's yes. be just simple and practical about it. And this is who we are. And you, you know, you mentioned about having the the track in hand and and having that kind of be a way mm-hmm. to introduce. Mm-hmm. And I'll do that too. Um, I, I think that. I tend to like to, especially if it's my wife and I, I like to introduce us and yeah, uh, just to, hey, we're members of Heritage Baptist Church. That's good. And I'll be honest with you, just from personal experience, I've never had somebody from a Baptist church knock on my door, except actually Heritage Baptist Church before I was a member. Uh, it's it's that's pretty, really, that's it's pretty really rare. Point. Yeah. So the reason I like to say that then is that, and I think it's just because of what you said before, uh, it's usually someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I've got a flyer looking thing in my hand because I'm telling you when if Jehovah's Witnesses or, or people come to the door and they've got all kind of material they want to give you right um, and again not to say that that's uh, it, it's a preference thing or and there may be times where I, I will lead with the track mm-hmm. if maybe I can tell that there's just some things going on and I mm-hmm. so I want to just kind of get their attention away from that sure as you as I hand that track and I'm talking to them they're immediately looking at that and they're kind of okay now they're kind of listen to hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, it just kind of depends on the situation, I think. Sure. Um, but that's how I like, I, you know, I like to do that. I mean, um, and again, it's just, uh, I, I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. It's, but it's, it's just, a, again, a matter of preparation and just knowing what you're going to do when mm-hmm. you get to the door. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking that through a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you said, I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. I think well, the only way you could do it wrong. And I know what you mean. Right. And it's, it's a perfect leader into the next. Uh, I think the only way you could do it wrong, whether you introduce to the track or whether you use the track to introduce, or even if you just walk up there and you just start talking to the person because they're washing their car and you, hey, what year is this? What model? What kind of engine is in there? I think the only way you can do it wrong is if you're not excited and if you're not upbeat. Um, Sure. And that's really what you need to be. You need to be excited about the church. You don't walk up to the door. Hi, I'm... I'm really sorry that I knocked on your door and <laughs> you wouldn't happen to want one of these, would you? I would, I'd be like, no. <laughs> no you want to come to a boring place, you know, and right. it's, it's kind of melancholy and no, no, we want, don't want nobody to, wants that. <laughs> no, nobody wants that at all. And the thing is, people are looking for a church. The I'd say I'd say the majority of people that you talk to don't have a church that they go to weekly because they haven't found a place. Yeah, where they can go. Yeah. Um, it's it's really sad. It's really sad. But I think if you were to go up to a lot of people, especially younger people, and ask, what is the first word that you think of when you hear the word church? The word might be boring. Yeah. Or sure. the word might be disconnected. <clears throat> um, and that is such a shame. So when you go up and you're excited, and especially when you say, hey, we're members of the church, and we love it and we're just going out into the neighborhood and we want to invite people out to our church. Try to find where they are at. Are there any of our ministries that would be 
specifically suited to them and start talking Absolutely. about those ministries. As you're walking up, if you see uh, signs of children or if you see children come to the door, we have a great children's ministry. Talk about the Sunday school. If, yeah. they, if you see teenagers, talk about the youth department, the youth conferences that we go to. Because uh, parents are looking for that. They want something for their teenagers to go to. If they're younger, talk about our uh, Sunday schools and, and activities or opportunities to serve um, for members of the church, things like that. If they're up in age, elder saints, you could talk about the fellowships that we have. And I mean, we just ha- have such a wonderful group of senior saints here. They're, That's right. They're yeah. amazing. So God has given us a place that can reach out to a lot of different people. So use that and make sure that we're excited about it um, as we introduce. But I would say find at least one ministry that you can explain to them that might grab their attention while they're looking through the track. All right, Pastor, so now we've got somebody at the door, and we've introduced ourselves, and we've done the pleasantries, um, and we, we think that it's the time to transition into the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so scary part number two, if you will, <laughs> yeah. for most you know, folks that dun, haven't dun, been out sowing in you know, uh, before or, or many times. or mm-hmm. uh, And so now it's, it's, it's time. It's time to plant that seed. Um, and there's there will be a multitude of distractions going on there can be it can look like the person's in a hurry and so maybe talk a little bit about how do you, how do you prioritize what you're going to say based on the situation and and maybe kind of how to gauge that into the transition to talking about the gospel throughout my entire introduction i'm going to be gauging the situation mm-hmm. um there are some situations where you can just tell i'm i'm not going to be able to get anywhere with them Either it's a lack of interest, and you can just tell by their answers um, right. and their body language. They're they're not coming out. They're kind of closing the door as you introduce. Leave it as a good, just, okay, you, you're not going to be able to get into a conversation with them. Leave it on a good note. Thank you so much for your time. Take time to read that sometime. What's in there changed my life? I think it will change yours. Yeah. And we would love to have you visit sometime. You have a great day. Just leave it at that. I think they'll be appreciative of the fact that you're respectful of their time. But let's assume here that we're talking to somebody who they're asking questions, follow-up questions. Where are you? Um, yeah, I'd love to come. My wife and I were just talking about this the other day. My children need something. Or maybe they say, you know, we've been going to this church down the way and looking for something and everything. Avoid the, the pitfall statement of we are not trying to take oh, anybody yeah. from their church. Yeah, uh, we are. <laughs> I mean, if it's yeah, I mean, if it's a church, is. if it's a church that's lying to them yep. about the way to, to about the way to heaven, if it's a church that is changing the gospel of Jesus Christ, they don't need to be going to that church. They need to be going to a place that is telling them the truth. In the book of Acts, when they added to the church daily, you don't think a good majority of those people probably were worshiping somewhere else in the temple or before that? Yeah, of course they were. Of course they were. Uh, we we want people to have. Uh, First and foremost, salvation mm-hmm. and, and knowledge of their eternity. But second of all, we want them to have a place to to serve and to grow. Right. Uh, and, and it isn't so much to say that uh, it's like 
our church is the only church in the area that's preaching the truth, but we know Absolutely that it is. Not. We're leading t- people to the truth. Um, and again, it, it may mean, yes, that we're asking them to, if, they, if they've gone somewhere else and they're not getting that, we're asking them to come uh, and hear it from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you have to be able to get past that filter in your mind of, I, I know sometimes I have this thought that comes to my mind and it's just, the devil probably, of, mm-hmm. but it's, you're having a great conversation and it, and it's, maybe it's a family and it looks like they've got kids and, um, they'd be a great fit, you know? And then, so then you're, are, you maybe, are you hesitant to go to the gospel because you're like, oh man, you know, if they'll, they'll come. If I just get right into the gospel, I might scare them away. Um, hmm. so you, you'll have those thoughts sometimes I think, right. But that's just, again, that's just your own mind and the, and, and the devil trying to get in there and, and stop it. Look, look, the, uh, the gospel, if anything is, is not going to push them away, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. Have you, you have similar experience in that, that you think that, well, I don't want to get too far into it because they really seem like they want to come, mm-hmm. let them come and then hear, you know, obviously, um, we know that we may never see them again. It's yep. a possibility, right? Yep. Um, um I kind of have the opposite actually yeah. knowing that I may never see them again. Right. I want to share the gospel. You can never hurt by sharing the gospel with somebody. And the gospel may very well scare them away. It's it's a sword. The gospel is a sword of the truth. And you cannot be neutral when the gospel is presented. You can't be neutral when the word of God confronts you. You will either listen or you won't. And in not listening... You are walking away from it, but every time you hear the gospel, you are either brought closer to the Lord or you are driven further away. You cannot stay neutral. So yes, there is some fear with that Mm -hmm. um, because you want the person to be saved and you want them to come to church, but that's the Holy Spirit's job. That's right. Our job is to warn. We're going to stand up on the watchtower and we're going to warn. And say, there's an enemy walking around outside and he wants to attack. And he wants to take you. He wants to take your wife. He wants to take your husband. He wants to take your kids. He will not be happy until he has all of you in a devil's hell. Some people, they're going to look back at you and think, you're nuts. Hmm. And they're just going to keep on living the way that they're living. Sure. But other people are going to take heed to that warning. But the one thing that stays the same is that the warning was there. So we have to warn. With that being said, the majority of the times I go up to a door, I'm not able to get into a gospel presentation with the person. Mm -hmm. As far as a full-on gospel presentation, point one all the way to the end. But I at least get the track in their hand and Mm -hmm. try to bring their attention to the fact that the gospel is in there. We are trying to get people to come to the truth. That's, That's what it is. And this is where in the introduction to the transition into the gospel, when you see somebody is open and they've come out and they've closed the door behind them, told the kids, you'll be fine. Everything's quiet. And now it's time to transition. Mm. Okay. Uh, If the devil is going to jump in anywhere, it's going to be here. It's going to be right here. Yeah. Uh, This is a battle for an eternal soul, but this, this is what we're out here for. Okay, we are out here to tell people about Jesus. Yeah. Whether they come to our church or not, I can live with the fact that somebody may never come to my church. Mm-hmm. I cannot live with the fact that I have spoken to somebody 
and I had an opportunity to get into a gospel presentation with him, but I didn't. I can't live with that. So it's time to get into the uh, gospel presentation. We transition into it. And I always start with this. You have their name by now. You should at least have their name by now, their mm-hmm. first name. Okay. So let's say Greg. I say, look, Greg, I've, I've got to get going, but. Mm. And in saying that one little phrase right there, what are you telling them? You're not there to take up their whole morning. Right, right. I'm <laughs> what not you have to here. say is going to be pretty brief. Yes. But it, it's probably important. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to be here forever. Yeah. I promise you. Okay. Um, and I do. I mean, there's a there's a there's a bus filled with people that's that's going to be waiting. Um, so I say I'm not going to be here forever. But before I go, I want you to have that flyer, because inside that flyer. There are verses from the Bible and there's and it asks a question and they're already holding the track in your hand. And when you point at that track and you say inside that flyer, there's a question, mm-hmm. they're going to open it. They're going to automatically open it and they're going to look into it. And then I point at the track and this is this is where wherever you're from, you need to know your church's track. You need yeah. to know the layout of it. Yeah. Where are the times of services? Where is the the map and directions? Where where does it talk about the ministries? You need to know all of that so that you can point and you can go through it. They're looking at it right side up. You're kind of looking at it upside down. But I point at that question. The question says, are you 100% sure that you would go to heaven if you were to die today? Now, this is where a lot of people, when they ask that question, they immediately throw it on the person. And they say, do you know the answer to that question? What mm-hmm. is the answer to that question? You can do that. But a lot of times you're, I mean, that's a very deep question. Sure. You've gone from talking about bus ministries and nurseries with colored walls and happiness and kittens and all that stuff to now talking about eternity in either heaven or hell. That's a big switch. Yeah. Okay. If you transition in that way, do you know 100% sure that you're go to heaven if you died what would be the answer to that question they might just stare at you or they're going to say yeah and then you get into the well how do you know that and then you get into this argument where it can be avoided so i don't throw it on them right away i point out the question do you are you 100% sure that you would go to heaven if you died today i then bring it on me And I use three statements to transition. And this is nothing new. This is something that I learned uh, from Northwest Bible Baptist Church in Elgin and uh, Providence Baptist College and a podcast that they actually put out, Maverick University, which is just a, a really good podcast. I listen to it every week. There are three transition statements once you get into that question. And the first transition statement is you are calling back to your day of salvation. Yeah. You ask the question, you say, I remember when I was 13 years old, my youth pastor asked me that same question. So that's step number one. Step number two, I had to say no. I do not know that I was going to heaven. And you can get into more detail. I grew up in church, Greg. 
Mm-hmm. I, I was in church every single service. I, I knew Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, all the way to Revelation. Yeah. I had verses memorized. I prayed a lot. I was obedient to my parents, but I did not know for sure if I was going to heaven. No one had really brought me to that to that question, to that point before. Transition number three. So if I had to ask you that question, what would you say? Now you're putting it on them. But what you have shown them is it's okay That's right. to answer no. Because you have two people, two seemingly religious people that have just come and knocked on your door and asked you a very serious question. What would your answer be to that? Uh, uh, I, I hope I hope so. I, well, I think so. And remember too, right? We know where the conversation is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm-hmm. So asking the question... If something were to happen to you today and you were to die today, mm-hmm. are you 100% sure that you'd go to heaven? I, in their mind, it's like, I, if, if I answer this question, is that the end of this deal? Or mm-hmm. you know, what, I don't know where we're going from here. Right. Um, that's so a really that. good point. So that's why it's, I think it's, it's great to bring up your own, you know, your own situation, your mm-hmm. own experience, because now you're giving them the, oh, this is where this is going. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, this person is actually giving me uh, an example or, you know, their experience about, you know, how they came to know mm-hmm. uh, and, and whatever that might be. And so now, now they, now they get it. Now they, now they get where this is going, I think. And so mm-hmm. that's, um, I, I appreciate that, you know, the three steps and that's, you know, myself and for our listeners, I mean, take, take those notes because uh, again, you're, you're taking some of the weight off of their shoulders, if you will. Because that's a very burdensome question, and, yes. and it, and, and it's either gonna it, the answer is either gonna do one of one of two things. I think it's either gonna, oh great, I can answer this question and get these people out of my, off my porch, mm-hmm. or B, uh, it's it, it kind of sit there and ponder this, and it's and it's like I, I don't even know how to answer this question, right? I don't, right. I don't know what, and so exactly, and, if, and I would say for the majority of people, ninety nine percent of the religious conversations that they've had up to this point have mm. probably been very uncomfortable. Sure. Absolutely. So we want them to be saved, but before anybody can be saved, they have to be lost. And what I am trying to bring forward to them is I remember when I was lost, Hmm. big time lost. You're putting them in a boat of sin, sinking in the middle of a sea. Yeah. And you're telling them, I remember being there. I remember being in that boat and somebody came and showed me how to get out of it. So those three transitions are so important. Mm. You get to the question, you point to it, and then the three transition statements call back to your salvation day. Somebody asked me this question when I was such and such years old. I I, I had to say no. I, I wanted to say yes, but I had to say no. I, I did not know for sure that I was going to heaven. And it really bothered me. I mean, it really got me thinking about it because this is my eternal soul that I'm, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I were to ask you that, what, what would you say? Yeah. Now, if they say, yes, yes, I, I know for sure, then you can probe. And say, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's really wonderful. Um, can you tell me about Can you tell me about it? Um, you know, it happened to me when I was 13. When did it happen for you? Right. Um, and they may come back and give you a, a straight, clear-cut salvation testimony. And at that time, you're saying, well, hey, Everybody who knows Jesus as their Savior needs a good church. Come yeah. and give us a visit. We would love to have you. And every church needs somebody like you who knows Jesus as their Savior who can come in and help us reach this community. Um, so come and, come and give us a visit. Give us one visit, and you'll see exactly what we're all about. 
why don't you come this Sunday? Would you come this Sunday? Uh, and start getting them thinking about it. If they say something, well, I remember one time I was riding down the road on my Harley and I looked up and I saw a cloud in the shape of an angel. Wow, that must have been something, you know. Look, there are certain times where the Lord definitely brings things to our mind where maybe it gets us thinking of spiritual things. And um, that's kind of why we're having these conversations with people. But the Bible is so so very clear. There's really only one way that you can go to heaven. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing that you can do. It's all that Jesus did for you. And, uh, you know, you have to have faith in Jesus Christ. And then you try to get into the, the transition there. Sure. A lot of what you get is, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? Well, I'm Catholic. Or I'm Jehovah's Witness. And I've had people here at church ask, well, what do you say to that? I always say, right. I always say, well, I'm Baptist, but that is not why I'm going to heaven. Yeah. When we get to heaven, the, the Lord isn't going to ask, what denomination are you? Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to ask, did you have faith in Jesus Christ? Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's how you come back to that. Um, but if they say no, after you've done those three transitions, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd, I would have to say no as well. That is, Greg, that is the exact same boat I was in. Yeah. That is exactly where I was when I was 13 years old. And there are some verses in the Bible that my youth pastor showed me that changed my life forever. And go, look look right here at, at, at point number one, for all have sinned. And I just get right into yep, it. Yep, that's right. I don't even ask. I just get right into well, it. And again, you, you gauge the situation. Sure. Um, if something has come up in the past two minutes where I see that they're kind of looking over their shoulder and they are interested, but something's going on mm-hmm. where, they're, you know, I really wish I had the time to talk to you about this. I might ask. Yeah. And that's a great point. Just like we said before, gauging the situation, mm-hmm. we, we gauge the situation the best we can, but at the end of it all, the Holy Spirit's still going to take control of this, the situation spiritually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the person's willing um, you know, you'll be surprised a lot of times. <laughs> right, right. So. Just making yourself available and yeah. putting the gospel out there because the gospel will not return void. Yeah, I'm guessing the disciples, the 120 disciples on the day of Pentecost could have thought at some point, I, I don't think this is going very well yeah. <laughs> because people are coming up and like, what's going on? Mm. What's going on here? And you have some people who are just amazed, but then you have a group of people, these people are all drunk. Yeah. They're, they're, they're How could all, this be? How could they be hearing? Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, sure. And so that could have been very discouraging. But mm-hmm. Peter stands up and says, no, no, let me tell you what's going on here. He didn't let them dis- let it be discouraged. I'm sure there was much more than 3000 people there, but uh, 3000 people still got saved and baptized and were added to the church. So when you just transition right into it and you get in, you get into the points there are some times where they'll come at me like, look, I, I really appreciate that you're here, but I just I just don't have time. I've got to go. Again, leave it on a good note. I completely understand. Thank you so much for your time. That's why we put these verses in there, so that you can go through on your own time. Yeah. Uh, and it's so simple to understand. Read through that today, would you? And come and give us a visit. Have a great day. Uh, and you just kind of leave it at that. Stay upbeat throughout mm-hmm. the entire time. Yes, you're getting into a much more serious conversation than That's just right. telling people about the ministries. But be kind, be courteous. You're telling people about our Savior. You're telling people about the gospel, good news. Yeah. So tell good news with a smile. I have to say I'm a little 
jealous of your radio voice. <laughs> my radio voice. You have that that deep really that deep voice. I just hear myself, and nobody likes to hear themselves. It's like no, bah. no, I know that. <laughs> but especially when it's compared to like a deep voice that actually seems like it would be good on radio. Gotcha. And mine, I feel like I'm just coming off helium. <laughs> You're like, oh my wow. So that's how to introduce yourself at a door and then transition into the gospel. Remember those three transition statements because they are going to come back again. We're going to use them again at the end of the gospel presentation when we're drawing the net. But next week's episode is going to be about the gospel presentation, how to take people through the fact that they are a sinner and the penalty for sin, the payment for sin, and uh, how Jesus wants to be their savior. So join us again next week, but Brother James, I'll let you do what you do best here. Well, friends, uh, thank you for joining us again, uh, episode two of season two of the We Believe podcast. We really hope that this has been a blessing to you. If we can be uh, a help to you in any way, please feel free to reach out anytime. And until next time, so long.